At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ask me! Holiday time. Why would I start it like that? We're in the throes of holiday time. Welcome to holiday season. A couple weeks ago, uh, like a couple of days after Halloween, I was in Beverly Hills, no big deal. And I saw that like two places already had out Christmas ornaments and holly. I feel like, especially given like what everyone's going through, it's just like start Christmas in July. Just start it. I got to feel good. Do it. Why can't it be Christmas all year round? Is it because it won't be special then? I mean, at the yeah, I guess, as you want to have, like, the special, nice, cozy months. Yeah, I guess Americans are free all year round, and we're still always asking for more. Yeah, cozy months, cozy time. Nice, cozy, 90-degree weather. But it's okay, because global warming isn't real. Right, folks? Isn't that what we all, what we all agree so to? It's so hot. It's so hot. But not as hot as these answers are for some of your questions. We're getting in there. You know, it hurts our hearts when we realize we haven't answered a question or you wrote something months ago. And we we recognize that by the time we get it, you know, we try to get to them all in a timely manner and some slip through the cracks because maybe the questions seem boring. No, uh, things just slip through the cracks and um, small operation here. So we appreciate that, you know, you we maybe get into your question later, but we're getting to it. And I think the best part is, the silver lining in getting to your question later is that I give you advice now and you will have already implemented anything you wanted to do. And usually I'm right. Yeah. I remember when I would do interviews with Dr. Drew, I was always so impressed how quickly he could diagnose stuff. Now I'm not a doctor, but like medical issues aside, like usually it comes down to like, this person has an addiction problem. This person is bullshit. This person's hurting. Uh-huh. It's seldom any more nuanced than that. Yeah. Um, or this person needs to just grow the fuck up. Or you need to get rid of that friend. Girls, I cannot stress it enough. Ditch him, dump him, move on. Take the advice of all those Instagram memes. Be your own unicorn. Ride into the sunset. Eat the moon. (laughs) Check it. Hi, Liza and friends. I need advice on how to move on from a friendship. I'm a 25-year-old gay man. 
I came out when I was 21 years old, and at the time, I had a best friend who I was extremely close with. He and I were nearly inseparable. We both suffered major losses in our lives, and it essentially was a misery loves company friendship. I had lost my brother to suicide in 2015. Oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't make a joke right before that about like a team losing. Oh God, okay. Which was around the time I got close to my friend. We've known each other since sixth grade, but got close then. At the time, I was extremely fearful of coming out to the point I had physical manifestations of anxiety. My friend, side note, he identified as straight, then later bisexual, helped me work through my anxieties. He was super accepting and gave the support I needed to come out. Shortly after I came out, he began dating a girl that our friend group didn't approve of. It pit a lot of us against each other. I tried staying neutral. One night. Because she was straight. Is that why? <laughs> one night in November 2017. Ugh. He found out the girl was, was like, cheating on him. When I initially him. wrote this question to you. <laughs> he found out the girl was cheating on him and nobody could get in touch with him. I had a meltdown because this mirrored what happened with my late brother. I was so worried something bad was going to happen. When he finally told us he was okay, he and I ended up having a falling out and I chose to stop talking to him. In March 2018, I reached out and we had a long discussion and chose to continue our friendship. Since then, we grew apart again and stopped talking altogether. My problem is I miss having him as a friend, but I want to move on from our friendship. Do you have any advice on moving on from someone who was so important in your life? He helped me process the death of my brother, garner the courage to come out, and be myself. How do I leave someone so ingrained in my story in the past? It's a breakup. Breakups are hard. And by the way, like people come in and out of your life for a reason. Clearly, his reason was to help you through that at the time. And also when you're younger- you know, these relationships mean so much more because you haven't really gone out into like the big, huge world. So more in the loss of that, I have friends that I don't really talk to anymore and I miss that friend. I miss what we had then, but they don't fit into my life now. Just like you'll date someone and it's like, God, that was a great relationship, but you couldn't date that person now. So that's it. You can look back. It's like losing something or someone. You just look back on it with fondness, but trying to force it, it's, you know- it's, it's not unlike dating. Like, just trying to force yourself to date someone you're not into, even though you had, like, a couple of great times together. Yeah. So you'd be sad about it, and you wish them well, and that's it. You just got to let it go. That person was that you can't hold on to everything all the time. Otherwise, you'd still be wearing your macaroni necklace from first grade. All of your art would still be on the refrigerator. You'd still be friends with kids that you went to elementary school. Like, this is life. And in five years from now, you won't think about it as much. Yeah, right now, I'm sure you're still missing the loss of the routine. Like, if this person was your closest friend, you probably talked all the time. You told him everything. Like, if something happened, you would call him. And now you aren't doing that. You don't have that portion. And it'll take time to move on from that, especially because you guys, like, reunited and then broke up and then reunited again. Like, that's really tough. And it's going to be fine. It's just going to take time. That's all there is to it. Kick it. All right. Hi, Liza Emily in the Snow Peach. Snow Peach is not here right now. I don't know what she has to do that's better than this. Noah is doing a water workout and she's laying by the pool watching him. Oh, making yeah. sure he doesn't drown. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> do you think she'd jump in if he started sputtering? Nope. She has no idea. I've <laughs> pretended to be dead many times. But I will say this, uh, because of my pinched nerve, bulging disc, whatever, I get up at like three in the morning all the time and try to go find somewhere comfortable to lay. She always comes and finds me and lays down next to me. It's really cute. That is nice. Healing powers of a snow peach. I just found out that a friend who is 20, I'm 27, 
is in a controlling, toxic relationship with an insecure shitbag. He is doing all the red flags, being insecure and blaming it on her, has made her delete her social media because he believes her being a model is baiting guys. Not to mention, apparently she has quit modeling because of him. She is so talented. She just got her first break modeling and to hear she's giving it all up for this douche is so upsetting. Her BFF, who's my age and lives right by her, has been trying to get her to see he's horrible and toxic and she claims to no, but clearly hasn't done anything. How do we help someone who's clearly in some form of denial? Who are you I to know her? she's young. Friend. I know she's young, but we have all wasted time on men who didn't deserve it when younger. When younger. This and my guy, mama bear instincts right. make me want to protect her. This guy's going to hit her, by the way. It doesn't, nobody's like that kind, like that kind of protection doesn't progress like that. Sorry, he's going to hit her. She's going to have to learn it the tough way. I'm sorry. This is such this happens all the time where it's like, you don't understand our love. I don't know. It makes women look so bad and this can happen to anyone. But like, all you can do is give her the warning signs. Maybe even like, if there's somebody else who went through something similar that you know, just to be like, hey, this is how it's going to progress, whatever. She's going to have to, if she's really not listening, she's going to have to just make these mistakes for herself. That, that you can't, you can't protect everyone and she'll do the girl thing Well, she'll most likely have resentment toward you and the friend and be like, you don't get us. And then one day he'll hit her um, or he'll cheat on her or he'll do something. And she probably will still be like, oh, it's just the one time. Like, unfortunately, some people cannot, just don't want to be saved. Mm-hmm. So what you should do is say everything you need to say, knowing that she might not even want to be your friend anymore. And this isn't about being like, oh, I told you so later. You're just hoping that she'll get the hint. You can lay it all out. I would go with the other friend and sit down and be like, here's the pattern of what he's done. Here's what this is in society. Here's how this escalates. Here's mm-hmm. how he's limiting you. And this is what we feel. And you may might not, you might even have to be like, I don't want to be friends with you because I love you so much that I can't watch this happen. I'm very curious how old this guy is because this girl's he's 27. She's older. 20. Yeah. It's she signed up for this, and I guarantee you, this is not the first relationship like that that she's been in, and mm-hmm. she's got self esteem issues. And uh, you want to be gentle with it, but you also need to make your position clear, and then be prepared to just walk away because you can't save her. That's it, right? That's it. Yep. Call me when he hits her. Oh boy, sorry, it's gonna happen. Kick it. Do you know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued? What was in Al Capone's vault? Or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin? If not, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay, because you can learn it all on the new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with host Darcy Carden and her favorite comedian friends as they bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to WikiHole, you'd learn that's the sciency term for eardrum. WikiHole is a hyperlink roller coaster, starting out on one Wikipedia page and then going from link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until everyone wonders, how the hell did we get here? Follow WikiHole on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to WikiHole ad-free by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or on Apple Podcasts. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes 
in-depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. <laughs> So someone submitted us a couple different questions we didn't get to, and now you can only have the one. Don't be. I mean, it's all it's all part of it. So yeah, I'm going to sum up. Basically, you can't she, do one question in six parts. Is it no, six, it's six questions. It's over the course of eight months. So how, that's how long it's going to take to read this. No, okay. So she was dating this guy. She moved in with him to his house, but then she was going to get a job that would have led to being long distance, or he was going to have to take on a bunch of debt, leaving his job oh that was paying for his MBA. So already, they broke up. Okay, okay. Okay. So you're broken up. They're broken up, but it's, you know, she's known that there were issues clearly because she was asking us. But she's modeling for JCPenney now. <laughs> Thriving. Thriving no. in the Marshalls catalog. No. So he bought a new house. She started medical school. They broke up. He bought a new house. She started medical school. They broke up. Got yes. It. They called it quits after almost three years together. I instantly regretted it, and we started talking about starting again. We were adamant, adamant that if we did, it would be with the understanding of what we needed from each other in the next few years. Were you both, like, riding another person <laughs> while on the phone? Like, okay, and if we get back together. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> What it came down to was that with me starting med school and that entire career path, I'm 27, so a little older than typical, I'm not ready to have kids in the near future. He feels that he's in a place to have them soon, and ultimately we felt we didn't align. I understand, and I know it makes the most sense, but it sucks. I'm so, so sad and have a ton of work to do for school, so having mental spirals of missing him and crying isn't great for my time. Any advice to work through this? It's my first big heartbreak, and I could use your sage and wise advice. Loved your advice from other episodes. And keep repeating what you said to another listener in the episode, Bad Donut. Your version of your life that you want will be in sync with what another guy wants. It's become something of a mantra lately. Thank you. I love that. So you said that. that. Yeah, I know. I love that I said that. I love that you remembered it. Look, I think, first of all, I rarely hear a guy that's like, I need to have kids quick. Unless you're like super like Christian. And so I'm wondering how old he is. And that feels like something to like pressure you in a weird way. I understand wanting to start a family, but for him not to get that, you're going to become a doctor. Mm. And this like for him not to say, 
let me, first of all, 27, you're still young. You're fine. You got about another month until your eggs go bad. No, you're becoming a doctor. I don't know how much time you have left. For him to not be like, yeah, I'm going to wait for you. Whatever we have to do to make your dreams come true. I, I think you just got to shelve it. You, you can have your broken heart, but you need to take long, hard look in the mirror and think about all the hours of studying and all the time that you put in to get into that Caribbean medical school that you're going to. Mm-hmm. And, and just really like, did you come this far just to give up? And when you go to the feminist meeting, they're going to be like, you gave up because of a guy. Like, think about that. Like, you're going to stop medical school, go and have a baby, and then, like, always be thinking about how you could have been a doctor because you'll never go back. Yeah. So is that what you're on this? I mean, look, and if you want to become a mother and not a doctor, that's okay too, but I don't think that's what you want. Is that what you're on this planet for? To, like, throw all of that hard work away just because his timeline is more important to him? You're the woman. If anything, you should be the one saying, I need to have kids sooner rather than later. And the fact that he's saying it is weird. Always put your dreams first especially if it's not even that selfish. Like you're on the way. It's not like you're thinking about going to college to maybe become a doctor. Mm-hmm. You are in the process of doing it. And it's a little selfish of him if you're explaining this right. Yeah. So go talk to your parents. Did they help put you through medical school? Did everybody make sacrifices? Did you sacrifice all those nights of not going out with other dudes because you were studying feet or whatever? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. go time, baby. Strap in and strap on and and- and bury yourself in that schoolwork and you can have a broken heart and you can watch movies and be sad, but you got to work through that and you got to get going. Mm. Your future's knocking and it's not with this guy or it is and he can just chill, but he's been a little selfish. Yeah. It's not, there were so like the fact that you've reached out a couple of times, there've been a couple other, it's like, not it's the just, guy. It's not, it's not. And the sooner us. you start mending that broken heart, the sooner you can move on and then treat me for free. Mm-hmm. Kick it. <laughs> okay. So this person, they have a question, but first I want to share their most recent message, which was because it always makes me laugh every single time. The dog just like, excuse oh, you. Wow. Oh my goodness. She ran in so fast. I squeeze you. So my boyfriend went to the grocery store with me on Sunday and grabbed Kashi Goling Crunch. No! And I warned him no! that it was going to fuck him up. He didn't believe me and bought it and ate it today. <gasps> then confirmed that I was right and he had been farting so much, his butthole hurt and he had to crack the windows because the smell is so bad. <laughs> Every time someone sends a message like this, it makes me laugh. I think it's so funny. Oh, your butthole hurt. <laughs> okay, but this person has a real question. <laughs> Oh, so that was just like a little homage to the- That was just their most gods. recent message. Okay. Okay. So this is okay. This is a long one. Are you We're drunk? We're going to get into it. Are yes. you drunk? Yes. You are? No. I thought so. Yeah. What is it? Thursday? Thursday is when I'm like, I'm just going to You sound a little- It's drunk. a party day. You sound a little slurry. You're like, oh, I know. Okay. I did slur earlier too. Can you feel both of your arms? Yes. Okay. Do you want to? <laughs> yes. Okay. Because it was, no, I have something for you. <laughs> Okay. I have a hard relationship with my mom and stepdad. There's been a massive amount of drama. I have a rock hard relationship with my stepdad. Okay, fine. There's been a massive amount of drama, including them not speaking to me for months at a time because of things I've done. Last year in October, I was supposed to go over for dinner on a Friday night and I forgot. But I wasn't prepared for- Last year in October? Last year in October, yeah. So this was set in September. So, okay. Still- Okay, Tianfu's laying on the recorder. Okay. Excuse you. 
last year and I was supposed to, Friday night, I forgot. What I wasn't prepared for was the verbal abuse that would follow. I'll attach some screenshots oh, from the conversation with Shabbat my stepdad. Okay. So we got a bunch of screenshots, but we're going to sum it up. Okay. He called me an asshole saying I was fake, that I started it, etc. I was uninvited from going to my mom's master's graduation in Miami and later told I wasn't allowed to come to Thanksgiving unless I apologized. I felt yeah. that I didn't need to and I deserved an apology. I haven't heard from them since. What? COVID happened and I lost my job, but went and got my teacher certification and I got an elementary teaching job. My stepdad reached out when he learned this. He gives credit to my brother and mom for my accomplishments and to remember how much my mom sacrificed for me. So after all that, what should I do? Should I reach out and try to repair any relationship I have with my parents or do I just let it go and become an emotional orphan? I don't understand what happened. Okay, so she didn't go- No, she, I don't want to understand. I'm just like, what could have happened? You you missed a- di- Something's wrong. You're not giving us the whole story. You accidentally missed a dinner and if you accidentally did or maybe you were being rude and you said you were coming and you didn't, I don't know. And that snowballed into don't come to your, and your mother didn't say, of course I want you there. Okay, wait. So I'm looking at these text messages and her stepdad is like, hey, I thought you said you were going to hang out. And she's like, oh shoot, I forgot. And he says, I'm sorry, but that's an asshole move. You were the one that said you would come hang out. You do you, babe. Please say you're going to do something. Please don't say you're going to do something and forget. Whose stepdad says you do you, babe? Uh, I don't know. That's but, condescending. They live in Florida, so it's like it could be whatever. I will say this. I will say this. You said, by the way, like, think about your mom's, like, you said you were going to come and hang out, come to dinner, right? Yeah. And you just wrote, oh, shoot, I forgot. Then she apologized. She said, it slipped my mind. I'm sorry. I really did forget. And he says- Why didn't you pick up the phone? Because this guy is texting her. No, I'm talking, I'm serious though. Like, did you not call to say, hey, I'm so sorry, so that they could hear inflection and tone? I mean- No. I have someone like that in my life and it's like something where they're like, oops, forgot. And you're like, okay, fuck you. Like, I'm sorry, but you should have picked up the phone. Yeah. I mean, maybe she did pick up the phone and talk to her mom, but maybe this person sent like this, the stepdad sent like 200 text messages. That's just like, you're an idiot. What's wrong with you? What if I forgot your birthday? What would you do? Was it her birthday? Was it the mom's birthday? You know, I think it's a combination of two things. You being a little cavalier about a commitment that you had and thinking it's cool, you know, like, well, whatever else on me. But also your stepdad has that like middle-aged man rage. I, and I guarantee he's white. Where you just like go off on someone. I have a little bit of that. Um, I definitely, I can think back to like men in comedy who would just lose it on me and I had done nothing. Yeah. It's like something, this is, tr- this, some, this was triggered by something else. Either this is your behavior in the past or you've hurt your mother's feelings in the past. There's no way you're this like awesome kid. I'm not saying you're a bad person, but like you've done something else. He's referring to other things. I don't know. The dad's sending like 200 texts in a row without a response in like 20 minutes indicates that he's a maniac. Yeah, or he has a chemical imbalance. Uh, There's something going on here. And I, if I were you, because your mom, who's the one that you really want to repair a relationship with, I don't know, where's the mother in all of this? And I think in person, you should sit down and be like, I want to talk about this. I, I, it seems to me I missed dinner and I said sorry and you were so disproportionately angry at me and I just want to know if there's something else that I've done. Just say that. Yeah, because this dinner thing, the thing with the master's graduation, it's like I guess they were all going to stay with with his family in Miami for this graduation. And he's like, well, just like you forgot dinner, I guess I forgot to tell them that you were staying, so you'll have to book your own place. Do you like how that feels? And it's like, oh, my God. No, there's something else. I think you've done this before. 
I think you, because I'm thinking about the person in my life who's always done this. And when I get angry, it's like, because you've always done this, it just doesn't, unless this man has a serious chemical imbalance that you don't know about, it just seems odd to lose your shit on someone for forgetting dinner. I don't know. I, I feel like there, pieces. but there is also the fact that like you're the parent and it's like, if your kid does something bad, it's, you don't, they don't have carte blanche to do whatever they want, but Like, it's your kid forgot dinner. Like, you don't then go, well, I guess you're never doing anything with our our family again. Like, that's bananas. Like, kids sometimes are a little shitty. Yeah, I don't, something's, we're missing something. But that's my advice, what I said, to go sit and just be like, if I've done something else wrong, I really would like to talk about it. And also, where the fuck is your mom? I, yeah, I want to know, like, like, why can't she get a hold on her husband? Why is her husband, like, there's a lot going on here that we're not getting. So that's my answer. Kick it. Okay. Hi, Eliza, Emily Chamfu, virtual hot Scotty. I recently watched the Showtime documentary about the comedy store and found it to be so intriguing. I want to ask Eliza about her experience, if any, with the owner. I love to hear what the other comics had to say about her, specifically that she was attributed as one of the most important non-comedians in comedy to have helped, yeah, Mitzi, to have helped start the career of so many greats. Was hoping to hear Eliza's take during the documentary, but I feel like I missed out on some commentary. Loved your drive-in show in San Marcos. Thank you. Um, I really, by the time... I got to the comedy store, like when I entered there, Mitzi was already um, sort of incapacitated is in the word, but sort of gone. You know, she, a lot of my, call them contemporaries, even though they're older than me, remember meeting her and, you know, she talked like this and she had these insights to comedy. Uh, and I think when I got there, just before I got there, she really wasn't coming around anymore. I met her once. Mm. at night briefly. And even though she had passed me, I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I don't think she really knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, she had this right-hand man at the time uh, who managed the store. And he, I think he was the one, you know, he would say, you know, Mitzi has all these thoughts about you, but I don't think she did. I think he was kind of running it for better or for worse. I mean, mm-hmm. I was a paid regular there. So I never really interacted with her. So I didn't have a story. Uh, other than I was passed and let in, but she hasn't really, she's passed away, unfortunately. And uh, I know she meant, a, of course, great deal to Polly, it's his mother, but great deal to a lot of the comics that did interact with her. And that's primarily, you know, in the 70s and 80s. And of course, I guess the 90s, but um, she really wasn't there, I think mentally and definitely not physically Yeah, for my duration there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's closed now because of COVID, but uh, mm-hmm. that's my answer. I never really interacted with her. Fair. Greetings all from Australia. Backstory. I've been on a trainee wage at my workplace for about a year now. It's not great pay. I'm being paid to learn on the job. I have finished my brain surgery. (laughs) Who trains for a year? I think she's, well, hold on. I think it's uh, he or she. I don't know. Hold on. Quoka managing. (laughs) I've been, uh, I've finished my traineeship completely and my employer has expressed enthusiastically that they would love to keep me on to work for them. It's been a while now and I still haven't been brought on by the company. I've had conversations with my boss who says he's trying to keep it moving, but I'm scared his superiors are taking advantage and keeping me on a significantly lower pay for convenience. I know they're capable of paying me as they just hired an accountant at our branch on a much higher wage. I'm the only woman working at my job. Well, it, there's your problem. <laughs> it is in the auto field and I run the warehouse and we keep a low staff of four to five people at our branch. Do I keep advocating for myself for the pay I've earned or do I bite the bullet and wait for however long? No. Uh, what? These people are taking advantage. They know they can keep you. Why would they pay you more when you're just, you've worked for a year at a trainee rate? Yeah. You've kind of trained them how to teach you. You've, I'm sorry, you've got to train them. Sorry, you've got to train them how to treat you. Um, 
it sounds, first of all, I'd be interested. Have there been other people who started after you that have been promoted? And also your boss, like, don't be so sure that I know that he's Canadian and nice, but like Australian. Okay. Still nice. (laughs) Don't be so sure that he's advocating for you. A year, that's company. I understand the company's wanting to save money, but it would benefit them in the long run here. They've paid all this money to train you. Why wouldn't they want to use you? So either you aren't good enough or you're just not standing up for yourself and you need to take a serious stand. You don't want to waste all that training, but training for a year at, I'm sorry, it's an auto parts dealership? No, it's a warehouse. It's a warehouse. Auto. It's a warehouse. Okay, I understand you need a license to operate a forklift and maybe there's some Excel spreadsheet knowledge, but you're not splicing open stem cells, okay? Stand up for yourself. Explain what you've gone through and what you think you deserve and be prepared to have a number in mind when they ask you what you think you should be making. I want to be part of the team and you should be prepared to walk away. Yes, and look, see if there's any info from whatever papers you signed or whatever job listing or when you became a trainee, see if there is anything about after three months, we will assess for hire. A year of training, this isn't an apprenticeship. Like remember in Jiro Dreams of Sushi, his son learned rice for like 35 years. (laughs) Like you're not a maniac and you're not that dedicated to warehouse arts. So go in, be calm, be prepared. And I don't want to say go over your boss's head, but like just don't be so sure that the people use with is with you. Yeah, they're pulling one over Something's on happening. You. They're like, we can just keep her there training, just get all the facts. And uh, I would say come ready to leave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come ready to do battle. That's battle. I'm What's ready that? to do battle. Oh. That was my perfect Scottish impression. There's a lot of Scots in, in Arizona and Australia. <laughs> Come ready to do battle. There you go. Get ready. Sharpen your sword. Now you're getting a little lost. Garnish your wages. Sheath your blade. It's good. <laughs> yeah, Probably the best anyone, anyone's done today in this room. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. No, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I am a 25-year-old single female only child. In (laughs) 2016, I was engaged for several months before ending that unhealthy relationship. Ended. Finish him. While engaged, my mom and I spontaneously stopped in a bridal shop and picked out a wedding dress. At the time, it was possible we would be getting married within six months, and alterations can take quite some time. I hadn't given a lot of thought to what type of dress I wanted and was not happy with my body at the time. I ended up saying yes to the dress due to the pressures I, I was feeling. I ended up getting both feet removed and I feel great. Four months later, my fiance and I split up. We were still in college at the time. Our breakup was super public and so was his new relationship with the girl he cheated with. Oh, shit. All of this to say the breakup had a lot of unusual stress factors. At the time, I asked my mom to take care of the dress so I wouldn't have to think about it or deal with it. I didn't want to save a dress from a failed engagement for a potential wedding years yeah, down the line. I was going to know. My mom agreed and told me she would take care of it. Four years later, she still hasn't done anything with the dress. It's at her house in a box. I've stayed with my parents on and off over the last four years between jobs, grad school, and the dress hasn't moved. At one point, she said she wasn't sure what to do with it, so I suggested she donate it to one of those organizations that makes dresses for stillborn slash infant burials. What? Since then, that's she- a lot of material. That's a lot. <laughs> well, it's a big dress, a lot of dresses for an infant with the material. You're just burying a stillborn <laughs> in a full wedding dress. No. 
<laughs> no. Whatever. Since then, she has said she looked into it, but they aren't taking donations at this time. That actually stop, is true. Stop. A lot Hold of places on. aren't this taking donations right now. You Hold are on. a grown woman. Pick up that box and take it to the Salvation Army. End of story. This is four years later. You are not so wounded by this that you can't. This is not your mother's severed head in a box. Pick up the box, chuck it in the trash, or just drop it on the door of a Salvation Army. Or you can try to make some money online, but you can deal with this. Mm. What? What's the? It's four years later. Yeah, it's enough. Yeah, it's not your mom's job. She said she would help, and she did take it off your hand. She put it in a box away. It's not waiting for you when you got home. So when you tell me to help you with things and I put them in a box away, that counts as helping. No, because I'm paying you to do a job and you're not doing it. You're squirreling it away in your trunk where I'm pretty sure you spend your weekends. So so there's nothing wrong with you. Um, but yeah, do it yourself. Pick up that box. It's You're not going to open it and cry. And if you do, great, you're getting rid of it. So it might make you feel better to get some money back, recoup some of your losses. Or to donate it somewhere, I think just, it'll make you feel better. Or just take it to the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. And be done. Or I will just throw it at a homeless person and be like, be beautiful. Right now, uh, a lot of places are not taking donations in the way that they should. So call ahead. Sometimes they have those giant metal drop-off bins and it's open for like X amount of time. I know yeah. you and just And just chuck it in there. Yeah. Okay? So it's not your mom's job. Get it out of there. Get it out of there. You've been to grad school. You're a smart enough girl. Whoa, microphone. Get it out your of there. Your microphone really is. My microphone won't face me. Nobody cares. They can't see this. They don't care about my problems. They like to picture what might be happening. The microphone's spinning around like it's possessed. <laughs> it's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. 
Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use Eliza at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Uh, hi, Eliza, baby arm and Chanfu. I am a social worker in a healthcare office, and I had an issue with a doctor coming up and scaring me from behind. He thought it was <laughs> funny how I jumped each time he did it. He liked to do this every chance he got, and it made me uncomfortable, but I really need to stay on the doctor's good side for getting forms signed and making sure they take my suggestions seriously. <laughs> I, I can't take this seriously. Okay. Eventually, it escalated to the point where the doctor put his arm around me as he walked by me one time. I told my boss and we had a private meeting with a doctor about how this was a violation of my space and it made me very uncomfortable. The doctor was understanding and apologized profusely, saying that he didn't realize he was making me uncomfortable. That working relationship with the doctor has been tense ever since then. My question is, how could I have approached this before I escalated without the doctor being weird about it? Maybe the better question is, what do you do now? Imagine if at your work every day, I just came up behind you and was like, boo. You'd I mean, be like, oh, it's weird. And what happened is, unfortunately, because you were like, I'll just be cool about it. He was like, oh, she loves it. Now I'll get closer. Look, you already addressed it. The qu- if it stopped since and you're saying it's weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. And my I don't know why this was my thought. I was like, bring cupcakes into the office and offer him one. Like I made these cupcakes. Like yeah. I would walk in, pretend like nothing ever fucking happened. Yeah. You're making it weird. And now he's probably like nervous around you. And that's fair because right. we, we do live in a society where- Things like this get, get complaints and he, you know, a guy says hi to a woman and she takes, and by the way, most most complaints are valid, but we live in a very touchy society. We'll put it that way. And everybody's on edge. I remember shooting a movie and I, I remember this, when we were shooting Spencer Confidential, um, we had this like intimate scene and we were fully clothed, clothed for the bathroom sex scene. And I even wore uh, set underwear over my underwear in case you saw anything it would be someone it would be prop underwear and I had it on and I went to the director I was like hey Peter do you want to see the underwear and he was like no I do not like he was and I respected how on guard he was because that could very quickly be like yeah and he made him show her the underwear and I remember him being like keep the door open when we're talking and it had nothing to do with me it's just you know you don't Nobody, people misconstrue things. I went to a doctor today and he was like, I'm going to be touching you in your rib cage. I'm going to be touching your boob. I don't know how else to say it. He's like, if at any point you're uncomfortable, say something. Uh-huh. Versus him just doing it. And, you know, then you're like, oh my God, is that okay? So we're living in a, in a time now where we're addressing women's fears. But because of that, people are on edge because there are people who do misinterpret and take advantage. That does happen. So you've made it, you've made, you've made your position clear and mm-hmm. he's honoring that. You can't have it both ways. Like, it's a little uncomfortable because I think he's probably not a creep. And now he just is like, I don't know how to relate to you. And you're there to do a job. I would walk in tomorrow acting like nothing happened. Yeah. And just be super nice. And I would bring in, I would just would bring in a baked good. I just would. I'd just be like, do you want a cake? Oh my God, I made them the banana, da, 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 and just be done. Yeah. I, I think what gets frustrating is he may not have had any ill intent, Mm -hmm. but I doubt he was doing it to any men. He wasn't walking up to other, like to male doctors and being like, boo. Like there was a level of not not even condescension because it's not conscious, but it is just like something that you deal with every day where that's not how he's treating other professionals at the office. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But it's not, a. but it doesn't really matter because we're here now and Mm -hmm. you're saying it's uncomfortable because it's a little tense. It's not uncomfortable because he's doing anything wrong. He's just kind of like, oh, I might want to avoid that one. Whether it's he thinks you can't take a joke or he's in embarrassed. It doesn't matter. Come in, head held high and just move past it. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's all you can do. 
Yeah. And don't escalate it. There's nothing. What are you going to do? Bring him in again and be like, now he's weird to me. Like, <laughs> no. that's so subjective. Yeah. You, you you did the right thing. You were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's not okay that he touched you. Great. Now you move on. Mm-hmm. Like adults. Mm-hmm. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and Tianfu, the suspicious Chino. Eliza, thank you for the endless laughter through your stand-up comedy special, your social media presence, and also for your hilarious portrayal of a girl from South Boston. I lived in Boston slash the Boston area for pretty much my whole life, minus four years of college at New York State. It's managed to be my home for the last five to six years, but a lot has happened to me that's changed my desire to be here. Uh Two stress fractures, two ligament tears, appendicitis, heartbreak with my best friend, and a shitty job. I've battled mental health issues, and I've really committed to attending therapy and tackling some of my core issues, and often come back to the central idea that perhaps a change in scenery might do me good. Boston is a tough city, especially the gay scene, and it can make or break you. Have you ever felt like a city just isn't home to you anymore? If so, what did you do? I'll be waiting in my studio apartment with a sleeve of Oreos for your reply. Don't eat the whole sleeve. (laughs) Although yesterday I almost ate a whole sleeve of Ritz crackers and Noah was like, isn't there something just so comforting about a sleeve of food? (laughs) Sleeve, like a warm sweater. You know, if I'm being honest, I felt that a little bit about um, Los Angeles when I came back from Texas, having less to do with moving to Texas and more to do with seeing this sort of mass exodus of people leaving California for various reasons. Uh, One being natural disasters, but two being (laughs) the taxes and just seeing the way money's spent. And, you know, I look at my paycheck and how hard I work and like half of it's gone. Um, And knowing that in other states, you know, you can keep a lot more of your money. And of course, every state has their shortcomings and long comings and hopefully we'll all be coming when we find the place that we want to live. But, you know, it's about you and your heart and being happy with yourself. And I don't know that you're happy with yourself. You're listing off all these things. You can be in physical pain and living in Hawaii and still be miserable. Yeah. You know? So I think you need to... Boston's a great city. I'm not gay, so I don't know much about gay scenes. There's also this version where your gay scene, like take the red line and go somewhere else. I'm just letting you know that I lived in Boston. Like there's so many cities. And I don't know how old you are either, but there's so many colleges there if you're in that age range, but there are so many parts of Boston. Um, I doubt there's a thriving gay scene in Southie or like the North End where everyone's Italian. So I don't know where it would be, but I know that you're close to Provincetown. You know, you're somewhat near Rhode Island. Like there's other, there are gay people in Boston. I think people tend to be like, if it's not New York or LA, I don't know. I think you are in a shitty job. So things tend to be shitty when, you, you know, you have your health, your job, and your friends. And right now, two of those things suck. Because would you be any happier in New York if you had a shitty job and you were in pain? So maybe try addressing, maybe trying to get a better job. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe, you know, getting your health right. But people can be, you know, your mental health is definitely something that you need to keep addressing. It'll probably be a lifelong battle. But I wouldn't attribute all the physical things to they, they've mounted up so you're extra upset and you're in extra pain, I guess. That's not really an eloquent way to put it. But it sound, it doesn't sound like Boston is the problem because a lot of people love it. But maybe sit down and be like, what is it that I want out of life? Mm-hmm. Do you love the beach? Do you hate cold weather? <laughs> like you actually might be in the wrong place, but yeah, there's no guarantee that you go somewhere else and you get a better job and the gay scene's going to be thriving unless it's like San Francisco or, or New York. So- Maybe make a a list of what's important to you and how you want to change that. Maybe getting on more apps. 
sometimes you don't think anything's out there and then you meet one person that unlocks a whole world for you. Like I thought my arm was going to fall off and then Neil Brennan told me about this one doctor that I never would have known about otherwise. And I went today and I think it really helped. So sometimes just reaching out to people for, that's such like a weird example, but <laughs> it's true. There are clubs you don't know about. There are events happening. There are things going on. You may just not have access to them. So mm-hmm. maybe expanding your horizons because it really is a great city. I'm not advocating for it one way or the other. Yeah. But uh, you don't sound happy and it sounds like you wouldn't be happy wherever. Mm-hmm. So maybe think about that. Yeah. Go Boston. Go Red Sox. <laughs> Hi, Liza, baby arm tofu and the ghost of hot Scotty. I'm a 24-year-old female moving from SoCal to Pittsburgh soon to move in with my boyfriend for almost two years, long distance for the last year. Oh, God. That's I'm very a, That's a weird move. <laughs> I'm very excited for the move, but because of COVID, I have not been able to secure a job in my degree field, so my boyfriend will be covering most of our living expenses <laughs> while I try to get my dream job. He's currently making about 100K a year, so he can afford to support us. And so we've that's discussed- a king in Pittsburgh. <laughs> he lives at the top king. of the mountain. And we have discussed the issue of how we will split expenses, and it was actually his idea to split them about 70-30, at least until I'm able to afford more. How can I make sure he doesn't feel like I'm taking advantage of him or freeloading while he's supporting me? And how can I work on not feeling so guilty about accepting his help and support? In a perfect world, we would split everything equally, but 2020 had other plans for us. Thanks for making my commute bearable. See. I don't know. I think even... I, I, there are a lot of these on Reddit. A lot of people that are like, I pay this much. This person pays this much. I'm mad. I think even the fact that this person is asking the question, as long as you are actively yeah. looking for work, you're not just laying yeah. at home, kicked back while he comes back from his king job. Like, but you can kick back. <laughs> to, for sure, yes. But as long as you are actively trying to find a job, that's, look, that's the right step. Look, he, he'll know your heart. You know, and obviously, I don't know if you've ever lived together. It's a little stressful if you've never lived together and this is your first time doing it. So I'm worried for you for that. But like not beyond this episode, I'm probably not going to think about it again. Um, There are other ways. And there are blowjob coupons. No, there are other ways to make, you know, you can, this sounds uh, like I'm assigning gender roles, but like you can always make sure that the house is tidy. Like you can do the laundry. You can clean up the kitchen. Hey, do you need me to take something to the dry cleaner? Hey, I'm running errands. You can do the grocery shopping. Like you can take things off of his plate mm-hmm. to make living with you something that he enjoys versus like, no, we're splitting everything and the utilities I'm only doing 20% of, you know? Because mm-hmm. you never want to have one of those arguments where he feels he's contributing more. Because yeah. I think you might get into that. But I think it's men are more prepared for it to be that way versus the other way around. I think men, there's a lot of men that would struggle if the girl was paying for everything and they'd feel really bad. Mm-hmm. It's a little, at least you have tradition on your side. Mm-hmm. At least the gender role is on your side and that like, yeah, sometimes men pay for more and that's kind of the way it's always been done. So make sure that you're being helpful around the house um, and taking and doing a little whatever you can. You know, I'm not saying you have to wait on him, but like cooking dinner, cleaning up, mm-hmm. running an errand, stuff like that, that make his life a little bit easier in that's because it's only you can contribute to. Right. And treat finding a job like having a job. Like every day, get up, apply to X number of places, like set goals for yourself that you are seriously yeah. working on that. And, and the sooner you do that, the less you have to feel like you have to do other things. But in the meantime, your job can be doing whatever you can to help out around the house. Yeah. Don't underestimate that. That's yeah. what I think. Um, I also would not do that move if I were you. <laughs> Just me. Just wouldn't. Anonymous. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. You're not even engaged, don't do it. Okay. Anonymous. My question. My older sister, she's 29, I'm 25, is married to her high school sweetheart. My older sister is 
29. Okay. They never really dated around after they got together after a short breakup in 11th grade. Fast forward to now, my parents do not understand why she stayed with him, continues to not see their relationship as flawed, etc. They have no communication skills, don't spend time together, don't support each other. Basically roommates who now have a baby. Uh, now that I word vomited all of that, my actual concern question is, recently they moved into a new home. My husband and I were voluntold to help, so we did. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. At the end of the day, my brother-in-law got upset at my sister for something she didn't do. We had moved a TV into our car, and he reports that's why it was broken. It wasn't. But he said it in such a rude and manipulative way that my sister ran off to cry. I went after her, and the only thing she said wasn't how mad she was at him, upset at the situation, anything. She said, well, that's just another thing for him to bring up as if he always blames things on her. And then everything started to click. There have been other situations and times. But never in front of my whole family. You just got to read shows, One job is to read. Do you want me to read you what it says? And times, but mother ever in front of my whole family. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, you should have read it before. Now, she every, shows now people are signs. driving. They can't hear podcasts. <laughs> she shows a few signs of emotional and verbal abuse. The yeah. only thing is, now I don't know what to do. Do I say anything, get involved, or just keep waiting and seeing? I'm lost. My husband says not to do anything, but I need a completely outside perspective. Thank you. Love you. Hope to see you in Atlanta. I don't understand... Why people have this reservation? Like, if I say anything bad, then it's weird. It's already weird. He's uh. being shitty to your sister. It's already hard enough for her because they have a baby. Um, and yeah, nobody being a single parent is hard. And I can't sit here without children. Um, and a and a marriage that's fine. Being like, just leave him. You know, I make my own money, and so that's a lot easier said than done. Um, but maybe going and letting her talk a little bit more. The more she starts to verbalize, and then you can say, you know, I'm hearing you say these things, maybe like a family counseling thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, hey, I'm just letting you know that I've heard you say a couple of these things, and as your sister, I'm worried. There's nothing wrong with stating your position uh-huh. because one of a few things will happen. One, she'll be like, you're insane. I love him, and you'll just continue to watch it unravel. Or two, it puts the seed in her brain like, yeah, maybe this isn't great, and they either get counseling or he hits her or she leaves him. Hmm. But you— you might be pit as the bad guy if you try to help, but at least you know your heart. Yeah. And you're looking out for your sister. So she probably feels really stuck. She feels trapped. She's been with this guy forever. Mm-hmm. Um, letting her know that you're an ally and that you're there to listen and yeah. not judge, even though we're all judging. We're all judging her right now. Um, Don't I tell think her. that's step one. Don't let her listen. Maybe to tell your parents how you're feeling as well. Letting her know that she does have people to lean on and somewhere to go and options. You're never stuck. You can yes. always. Go. Yes. That's why I have great luggage. Mm-hmm. I have great luggage and a passport. Okay. Hi, Eliza. I don't know how to use my ATM card. Oh, yeah, that's you have cash in trouble. <laughs> Hi, Eliza, Emily, and Chanfu. Greetings from an East Coaster now living in the weird land known as the South. If there's one thing I've learned is no one gets shit done as fast as Northeasterners. It's Fred so was right. <laughs> it's so true. I appreciate your unapologetically black or white, no BS perspective on all matters. I became a fan after watching War Paint, and I've since watched and rewatched all your specials. Love Girl Logic and the Pod. The only beef I have with you is that you don't like cake cold. When did you say that? I don't like a hard cake cold. Do you like an ice cream cake? Oh, nice try. What? No, fuck you. <laughs> yes, I like an ice cream cake. It's not about cake cold. It's, there's this, I used to belong to this club in LA and everything's very expensive and I ordered a piece of cake and it was, the, it's not the cake that's cold. It's when the icing is cold. Mm. You misunderstand. Hard icing, you can't taste it. Okay. But I don't care if you keep a piece of cake in the refrigerator. This was like in the freezer, but not frozen. Okay. So okay. that's fine. That's not the question. I don't like 
shitty, hard, cold icing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Get it right. Would you ever consider having Tian Fu talk to an animal communicator to understand her behavior? I've used one for many years with my horses and dogs and OMG, it helps. P.S. Emily, I'm obsessed with my cats too. Yeah, I feel like they would Google me before and then they would know like Tian Fu's like, I'm Chinese. I'd be like, how did you know that? (laughs) Um, I, for a smidge, could buy into that if they really wowed me. It's not something I'm going to seek out. I also think, as Noah put it the other day, we there's a squirrel and I was like just let her off the leash to chase the squirrel and he just went no because she's stupid and she doesn't listen so there's also that I think what she's thinking is I gotta get that bow where's Eliza I need to be by her where's my bow I think that's her thought process <laughs> the concern would be what if the communicator is like oh she hates your gut she hates she it here she, no. I know but I just would be I don't want to know like I would want to know if my dog was unhappy or didn't animals let you know when you take out a trash bag, they growl. When any man approaches, they growl. Uh, I wouldn't be anti it, but it's not something I would like live or die by. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't like readjust my life because like Taurus is in Chick-fil-A rising or whatever. <laughs> However we want to describe it. Chanfu actually wants to celebrate her birthday in September. Her Chinese birthday, the year of the Tino. Year of the Tino. Okay, Eliza with an E says, hey, Eliza, I've got a question for you. Hey, there Eliza. are a few ways to spell your slash our name. Eliza with an I, Eliza with an E, Eliza with an A, and the worst, just Liza. Oof, that is the worst. Also, no one spells it with an I but me, so it's not like a choice. What are your thoughts on the various spellings and what kind of gal personality matches each one, do you think? Well, they're all my enemy. They're Even- all my enemies with my same face. Because <laughs> this is an Eliza. Dude, I don't, I'm not a fan of my own name. Um, and I think part of that is just because people can never say it right or spell it right. Even at the acupuncturist. Elisa? It's this- always, in other languages, it is Elisa. And I'm like, sure, whatever you want. This is not going to be yeah. a lasting romance. Uh, at the acupuncturist, she was like, Leliza. And I was, she was like, your assistant tell me Leliza. And I was like, no, the uppercase I looks like a lowercase L. And the lowercase L is a lowercase L. If you're Spanish, it's Yiza. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I'm always a little bit like, oh, you're Eliza too. And then I was kind of, I don't really think about it. I won't run across a lot of them. Liza is Liza Minnelli. That's the one we think of for the yeah. L. I don't really think about it. I'm going to start as a prank telling people your name is Liza. That's okay. also how I know. When people email like cold call stuff, like they get my email for like, oh, do you want to have Mr. this guest Liza. on your podcast or right. whatever? And they say Lil. I'm such a big fan of Liza. Totally. Liza is such, and I'm like, well, clearly I love you're her not. on Excused. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, we got our lacrosse jackets engraved in high school. Not engraved, but embossed. And it said Yiza. <laughs> so that's cross I have to bear. The answer is I don't really think about it, but I do, there is that instinct to be like, are we enemies? I wonder how other people feel like, you know, Steven, V or PH. Like there's all mm. these, Eliza with an I is pretty huh, unique. So. My dad's a V, Stephen V with a V. Which one's the weird one with the PH? PH, I feel like it's weird. Stefan. <laughs> I don't know. Hi, Eliza and Emily. I'm a 30-year-old woman starting over after my long-term boyfriend, whom I just purchased a house with, house with, decided suddenly he no longer wants to be together. House is in his name, fortunately, resulting in no legal issues. I was completely blindsided and heartbroken on so many levels, losing him in the home I grew to love and having my world suddenly turned upside down. 
I'm moving back into my parents after a decade of being away from home to try to regroup. My general disposition is very positive and I'm incredibly resilient. I know I'll be okay. My question is, how do I handle the inquiring minds of others and how others may treat me in the near future. I know people have questions. I know it isn't any of their business. However, I don't want to seem like a bitch. I also am not totally. looking for pity or to be treated differently. Totally. How do I convey to people that I'll be okay and to please not feel sorry for me or treat me differently as a result of this? Hold on. No, yes. you hold on. Eliza, my sister and I saw you in Fort Collins. Had an amazing time. Thank you for what you do and for being vulnerable and sharing your personal experience. Oh my God, it was so fucking cold. <laughs> In Fort Collins, but we had a great time. Yeah. Um, I do like it out there. Um, maybe I move to Colorado one day. Closest you can get to being in California in the Midwest is Colorado. Um, so she's 30 uh, and they were getting married or they were just moving in with each other? They were long-term relationship. He just bought moved a house. in with each other. He bought the house, didn't want to be in it. It kicked you out. Just they were a breakup. not married. Just I a mean- breakup. That's it. It's just a breakup and you shouldn't, it really comes down to how do you feel about it? Because if you're okay with it, I think, and you're living with your parents now. Moved back in with the parents. So I think it's all like, oh, you're back in town. like, And you're just like, oh. I just wrote a screenplay about this. Yeah, you know, in our lives, we're always going to have, no matter what you're doing, you're going to have situations where you're having to give the same answer over and over. Even for good things. Mm. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm playing this. Yeah, I'm the author of this. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm talking about this movie, you know. Repetition is a part of life. And as long as you're at an okay place with it, then they'll be okay with it. Oh, first of all, no one's gonna be like, oh, I'm so sorry. But so are people just saying like, why are you living at home? Uh, yeah, I think it's just like, oh no, oh, that must suck. Like you got broken up with, you don't have a house. Yeah, just be like, I know it's like, just you can always just joke and be like, it's I'm thriving. Anyway, most yeah. people aren't gonna want, other than giving you their first impression, most people aren't gonna wanna press the issue. I think you feel kind of bad right now and you feel a little displaced. And I think you should focus on, you know, what what are the next steps? Are you going to school? Are you getting a job? Like focus on the fact that you are getting yourself out of this versus being in it. Yeah. You're on the move, you're on your way out and that's their reaction. And bad things happen, but most people are too consumed with their own lives. It's not like you're gonna go to the store and people are gonna be like whispering about you. Yeah. So- your good friends, I, I appreciate it. You know, you don't want people to feel bad and stuff like that, but it's all in how you carry yourself. Like, I'm doing great. I'm actually doing this and this and just focus on what you are doing mm-hmm. and people will take their cue from you. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's worse in in your mind than it's actually going to be. Like, I really hurt my back, but I appreciate that nobody wants to hear about someone's back pain. And I'm always like, nobody wants to hear about someone's back pain. People are like, totally, it's the worst. And you're like, it is the worst. Sometimes things are just the worst and you acknowledge it and then you can make a joke and move on. Yeah. But you'll be okay. You ready for top of the car? So he couldn't have said he didn't want to be with you before you moved in. I know. Packed up all your shit. And the house is all in his name. How long was he plotting this? (gasps) There you go. He's our enemy now. A person from uh, SoCal moving to Pittsburgh. Heed that warning. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's it's a tough one. Just being in a relationship and you're moving into someone else's place and you're giving up something cross country. Like it's just, you know, it's always just be careful. Um, All right. It's It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is I made a real effort to unplug a couple weeks ago and uh, leave the city and go commune with nature. I can get very crunchy if you let me. Um, And I rented us a teeny cabin out in the woods and it was actually cold, unlike the rest of LA. So my top of the cob was kind of just sitting and being in silence and being able to see the stars and being around trees and seeing animals. There was a woodchuck or woodpecker right in front of our cabin and it had 
like a little red throat and like a white belly or something. I don't know. And it was nice to just be removed with the phone off. And then I'm going to do the bottom because it has to do with it. The bottom of the cup is because you're in nature, they have a little trash can in your cabin and you can't put your trash outside because of like bears and wild animals. So you have to keep your trash inside, but there was no lid on the trash can. So like if you had hot dinner, like your cabin just smells like hot dinner and garbage. And we call, they're like, if you need anything, call like the main hotline or whatever. So we did. And we said, Hey, we have this trash and it smells. And it was the next day. And they go, okay, just leave it at the end of your driveway to the cabin and someone will come get it. But nobody did. And within five minutes, a bunch of crows had like ripped it apart and there were just like bits and pieces everywhere. And I felt bad. So I went and like picked up this like crow saliva trash and like shoved it back in and nobody ever came to get it. And so you just feel bad because you're like, did that crow eat styrofoam? Like I, they told me to put it out there. So the bottom of the cob, there's a couple of things that were wrong. My arm was hurting. So we actually had to leave the trip early, which sucks to just be like crying in a beautiful place. Um, but it was that it smelled like garbage and there was nothing to do. And the crow got it. And then I picked up the trash and I saw run, one crow up above staring. And I was like, that's the lookout. He's waiting for us to leave this tasty trash. Anyway, that was my bottom of the cob. And my top of the cob. My top of the cob is my mom's been calling me more, which is nice. I usually talk to my dad, but my mom has been like, she'll she'll walk to her exercise class, her like COVID, like two-person exercise class, mm-hmm. and she'll walk from her house to, and she'll call me on her walk. Spreading COVID the whole way there. <laughs> and that's nice. Uh, my bottom of the cob is part bottom, part top. I found a site that has DVDs of things that have not been released on DVD, things that are hard to find, things that they are burning onto a disc in Israel and mailing to me on a disc with no art and no case, just in a sleeve, okay? And so I placed an order. You're a pirate. You're an Israeli These are things that cannot be found. I have paid... There, I have paid 20 plus dollars for a DVD that is out of print. These are the things that are not released on DVD, including namely... Romy and Michelle in the beginning starring Katherine Heigl and I believe Alexander Breckenridge as Romy and Michelle. TV only, oh not anywhere God. on the internet. Okay, so I placed my it. order yeah, yeah. for this disc from Israel and they're like, your credit card didn't go through it. I'm like, okay. So then I use my other credit card and my other credit card calls me and is like, this is, is this fraud? And I'm like, no, please allow it. Oh and they're God. like, okay. So I've placed a third order I hope it goes through. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that. They're not going to be delivered. They're like, it takes us, because of COVID, 30 to 50 days to send you these discs. To make from, this movie that we promised that you was real. burning Shoot onto it. a DVD R. No, they're casting it. <laughs> these, are, these are TV formats, because Israel has a lot of TV formats, and they're like, does someone want this? And then they go and they shoot it. No, this is the I'm joking. existing things. I've been looking for Romy and Michelle in you the beginning for years. Okay. And I may never oh, get so you'd it. Heard, this is your white whale. Yes, heard this of is it. a movie that I have oh. looked for You know many what happens at the end of Moby Dick? <laughs> Captain dies. <laughs> yeah, they're going to show up at my house or they're going to take all my money or it's never going to go through all the reviews of this site too. There's some like trust pilot where people are just like, it is scam. They send me disc that just has old video on it. That's and I'm like, yeah, happen. that's what I want. Oh, right. <laughs> if it's the video you want. Okay. So we'll so. see. We'll see what that your bottom and top. It's bottom I, because okay. they keep rejecting my credit card. Because they're like, please, we can't do it. This is for this is for black market. 
like penis powder. Like, that please stop really trying to get this movie. Chase texted me. They called me. They're like, we, we've stopped it. And I'm like, don't. I'm doing it again. Don't stop it next time. This is time. for male older bride, woman named Romy, woman named Michelle. Please, yes. Hope we answered your questions, folks. Let us know if we helped you out or if we answered you something that proved to be right. <laughs> next time on Ask Lies Anything. Not next time. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.